Hi, everyone. Hi. And welcome to another edition of Superman's Other Pals, a podcast where I, Gary Rowland, go through the Silver Age comic Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen with my daughter, Ella Plummerling. And together we live, we laugh, we love, we talk, we share, and you might just learn something before it's done. That's a lot of verbs. That's, um, you know, somebody has to take the place of Fat Albert. Mm. You have no idea who Fat Albert is. Very, very, very. Just one of them. Mm-hmm. I know who Jumbo Jones is. Does that help? No. I mean, yes, for this show, yes. Okay. But in relation to Fat Albert, no, not at all. Okay. All right. We start, as we always start, with the cover. It is March of 1963. Uh, DC Comics, 12 cents, approved by the Comics Code Authority, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. And it is now officially 1963. Right. We see a scene where... There's chairs. Well, there's a chair and a table. (laughs) There's two chairs. And a stage. And on the stage... Is a chair. Is a chair. (laughs) Yes. And a sign. And it's the special and the name of the story featuring the chairs that haunted Jimmy Olsen. Not quite. No. Anyway, so we see Jimmy. Jimmy is there and he's standing backwards. He's like kind of scared because on the stage there is... Also Jimmy. A dude, one guy who is, I think... I don't think it's Superman, but it's somebody dressed like Superman. With the, a goatee with and a, a Hanna-Bar mustache and, and glasses. Is that, a, that is not glasses. That's a monocle. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. The outline of his ear of his ear made it look like he was wearing, no. like, actual glasses. Right. For a second, I wasn't sure it was glasses either, but no, it's a monocle. So, so handlebar mustache, goatee with, with a point, and a monocle. Right. He's wearing, yes. With slicked back hair. So it's Superman in a Van Dyke and a monocle. But also, but even more bizarre, right in front of him is a guy, not a guy, a ventriloquist dummy who has sprung to life and has pulled a gum on Jimmy. Who also happens to look like a paler version of Jimmy. And Jimmy says, Mr. Vero, that dummy of me you're using in your Superman Olsen ventriloquism act, he's alive and menacing me. Stop him. And uh, Jimmy Olsen, the dummy, says, don't waste your breath, Olsen. I'm going to finish you and take over your identity. And then uh, the guy in the background, the super ventriloquist, is, he's telling the truth, Jimmy. You'd better summon the real Superman to save you. And it says, Vero, the super ventriloquist. It says, featuring the dummy that haunted Jimmy Olsen. This is the stuff of nightmare. Yeah. Things, it doesn't really get creepier than a uh, ventriloquist dummy coming we've after seen you. Through the Goosebumps franchise. Right. If, if we've learned nothing from the Goosebumps franchise and episodes of Night Gallery and Twilight Zone and The Outer Limits and that movie Magic with Anthony Hopkins. also that one, like, Twilight Zone-esque show that you were watching with, like, a character called Rhea. Oh, right, right, right. That was that, it was The Watcher, like some creepy kid with a mask, whistling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I forget the name of the show. It was a weird show. It was a weird show, but it was a good show. Yeah. It was good. It freaked me out, but most things freak me out. Right. I forget, was there ever an episode of, like, Gordimer Gibbons that had a ventriloquist? Oh, it was, that's the kind of movie that, that's the kind of show that was right for a ventriloquist. For, like, a spooky ventriloquist dummy. Oh, my God. I love that show, though. Uh, So did I. Uh, 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 R.I.P. Gordimer Gibbons. Is over? Yeah. Filmed right here in South Pasadena. Yep. So we've gotten a bit off track Right. But somehow I feel as listing, though we have um, gotten all track. Spooky ventriloquist dummies. Right. So we should probably start with the actual comic. Right. Oh, and one more. The Puppet Master series. I don't know what that is, but that seems rather self-explanatory that there, there would be a ventriloquist dummy. They're a series of direct-to-video movies from like the ni- late 80s, early 90s that were about deadly puppets. I'd rather not watch that, if you don't mind. Well, you'd rather not watch any horror. Yeah, that's true. This is one of my... Uh, this one is of, one of the things that he pointed about. Well, no, this is one of the the, the, the crosses I bear in this household. My is inability to not, watch scary movies. Not just you. Everybody else. Yeah, everybody in the house. I'm the only person. I can't watch anything. Well, so we should start with the comments. Yeah. Uh, so, yes, uh, I can't watch scary movies. Or if I do, I can only watch it in my house alone or with other people at other people's houses, but uh, no scary movies for my family. And it's not just that they don't like them, it's that if they, if they watch them, they can't sleep. I watched 13 Seeds of Supernatural, does that count? Apparently not. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> Although... I figured it would get me you know, used to it, but it didn't. The only thing that it that it that you succeeded in doing was make me, you know, thinking that super, Supernatural's okay. It's a pretty good series. I it was on, it is on, it's going it's into its still on. 15th season. Yeah. 
That's a long time. I don't... I think at one point it was almost canceled. Yeah, at one point. But I think they've just realized, not you know sure what? Not sure it's ever going to end at this right. point. At this point, it's not going to end. And they're just going to keep dying and dying and dying. I think maybe the last one, the, the just the universe should end. Have they gone to other planets yet? Gone to other dimensions. No, no, other planets. I think that, like, no. you know, that, like, you know, the Crowleys and the... What, you want there to be, like, a Mars episode where yes. Crowley is, like... Where, like, he goes and he collects... Because, uh, you know, there are other... Wait, no, no, no. He did put something on the moon once. But, like... Wait, no, he claimed the moon. There are other worlds As with intelligent life. Hell. There are other worlds with intelligent life on it. That intelligent life, I'm sure some of it that intelligent life has souls. And souls are ripe are, are ripe for the de- demon pluck. So they never discuss that at all. Apparently, according to that, like, you know, uh, the center of the spiritual world is Earth, mm-hmm. which I think is very uh, Earth-centric and ignores the rest of the universe. But somehow Probably I feel as though... We've gotten off track again. We never got back on track. We right. just switched track. So... Uh, uh, let's get into our first story, shall we? Yeah. Our first story. No, it's not our first story. Our first comic. So, inside cover. Safety first. All year. And uh, we see a boy. That boy has a hat. Yeah. And he is thrown a fa- he's thrown a rake. I guess he's finished raking. Uh, he's finished raking his leaves. And he says, gosh, I forgot to make out my New Year's resolution. I'd better do it now again before I forget again. So, but, okay. So, first things first. Um, when do you rake leaves? Not at New Year's? <laughs> exactly. No. He comes in, trips on a skate. Whoop! Or, you know, basically, so now is Unless the... he's been consistently forgetting since New Year's to the point where it is now fall. And then Jimmy's mom, Johnny's mom, come in. We've learned that, that now we've learned that this man's name, this boy's name is Johnny. And says, Johnny, are you hurt? I was lucky, mom. I'm okay. I just fought, forgot to put my skates away. And then mom points outside and says, you also put the, didn't, forgot to put the rake away. And you left it with the prongs up. You're just asking for trouble or a a slapstick cartoon. Uh, then the sis- then uh, Johnny is getting mad at his sister. He says, sis. Can't just leave a bar of soap on the floor. You're just asking for trouble. And then uh, Johnny then says, well, I guess now I know what the first item on my New Year's resolution will be. Home safety. So, uh, what? Uh, you there? Okay. Yeah. Then Washley. Ha- yeah. Also, Hitler is a slap comic cartoon because these are all things that would happen in a slapstick comic too. Uh, no, but it is a comic. Also, <clears throat> he used the exact fra- same phrasing as his mother, saying, "You're just asking for trouble." Well, sure. That's that's a hypocrite. No. Well, also, that's what every you know, you don't have children. No, I don't. Uh, so you don't know this, but someday you might, and that is that sometime you will find yourself saying the things that your parents, you know. Like this is my under my roof. These are my rules. Uh, just because Johnny Booger does it doesn't, or Freddie Booger does it doesn't mean that you should do it. Um, I'm the one telling Freddie Booger to stop doing what he's doing because it's dumb. Uh, what else is there? There's uh, you'll put your eye out. Okay, I might have heard that one. Don't time. don't make me pull over this car. Oh, I've definitely heard that one. I'll put the shoe to the Huang. Okay, that's never been a thing that you said. No, but it is something my mom used to say. <laughs> uh, anyway, so um, so it says, Johnny Smart, aside from innumerable injuries, over 12,000 people are killed each year in home accidents from falls. So think safely. Safety all year. Published as a public service in cooperation with the National Social Welfare Assembly, coordinating organization for the National Health, Welfare, and Recreation Agencies of the U.S. I would also like to note that this is during a time where kids' chemistry sets included, like, deadly chemicals in unregulated amounts. You mean, like, uranium? And radium. Yeah. (laughs) There was that kid who did his own nuclear reactor. So, like, I don't know how safe they think homes were back then. Well, now they're even safer. It's like they're almost made of Nerf. (laughs) All right, which then brings us to our first story. Would you like to first? Uh, maybe. I I would like to read the last one. All right, so first one. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, a clever ventriloquist dummy that seems to speak and move, will often seem like light. But here is the strange case of a dummy that becomes really alive. And to reporter Jimmy Olsen, the wooden figure is a thing of terror. For grim revenge is the motive of the dummy that haunted Jimmy Olsen. 
And uh, so here. There's Jimmy Olsen doing the leaning back due to fear. And then there's a dummy Jimmy Olsen getting off of the ventriloquist leg. Right. Saying. And the, 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 the devil-like Superman guy in the Superman costume goes, why are you getting down? What are you going to do? And the, rope, uh, the uh, dummy is saying, I'm going to destroy my double, the real Jimmy Olsen. So story begins, Lucy and Jimmy going on a date that she hasn't blown off for once. Right. And uh, they're at a nightclub, and there's a nightclub act called Vero, the super ventriloquist. Was that actually thing back then? Ventriloquist? Absolutely. Ventriloquists are very, very long. like nightclubs? Absolutely. Okay. Um. Dad, I don't know these I know. Like, you know. One, I'm not a grown-up. I don't know what's a thing at nightclubs now. Right. Let alone six years ago. But at the same time, you know, of course, one of the most famous ventriloquists of all time he was a he was a was guy named I don't think so Edgar Bergen and Charlie McCarthy Ed, so Edgar Bergen was he was the ventriloquist uh, father of now of Murphy Brown uh, uh, Candace Bergen which doesn't make anyway so uh, although while of course you could say well he was very famous for being on the radio so you don't know if he's actually well you don't know how doing the funny voices right who knows how good he was but he did perform out yeah. you could see him he was on TV and stuff so uh, but he would also do nightclub act and I don't know of other famous famous ventriloquists of the time, but it was like one of those things. You know, you get, they have those books. Yeah. There aren't really any famous, well, the only real famous ventriloquist right now is Jeff Dunham. Uh, Comedian Jeff Dunham. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, then there was like the golden age of ventriloquists in like, this. they kept showing up on TV. There was, uh, I believe it was Bob and Jay, uh, Willie and Lester, uh, Waylon and Madam, the Muppet. I love the Muppet. Uh, but, is so yes. Well, I guess it, that that is technically puppetry, just puppetry. However, there were, uh, you know, there were times when like Brian Henson or Jim Henson had to perform, like would like do like appearances with Kermit the Frog and there would have to be ventriloquism going on. Plus also like, so this is something I remember from my childhood. So every year when I was young, we used to get the, the Sears Wish catalog, which was just a catalog full of stuff that kids would look at and then... Right. All kinds of things from like football jerseys to uh, the Brag and Dragon collection, which was their version of polo shirts that had a dragon on the uh, on the thing instead of a alligator because alligator shirts were very popular at the time. I feel like a dragon. It is. It was actually a cooler logo. It's just that the shirts were of a low, way lower quality. Um, Did you get your bones? The patches? Yeah. I don't know. Probably, I mean, you probably can. You can get a hold of the shirts. You can go on Etsy and go Brag and Dragon. That was the name of the collection. Anyway, so there was an entire, there was at least two pages dedicated to different, oh no, <laughs> different ventriloquist dummies from Edgar Bergen's to um, a chimp named J.J. Muggs, I believe. Lovely. So, you know, so ventriloquism was definitely a thing. It was a thing that, like, you know, it's like magic. Like, Everyone knows kind of lonely. magic. It was something that was done by lonely kids. Okay, so we should probably get on with story. All right, so... So, so they're the, at the nightclub, <coughs> and there's a ventriloquist act. And the, the ventriloquist is Vero, the super ventriloquist. And then Jim, he comes out with a dummy that looks like Jimmy, and Lucy's like, hey, how does it feel to be so famous that someone made a ventriloquist dummy after? I don't think that is the meter stick by which measure your level of fame. Well, it's not. It's not. I don't think he's measuring it by his level of fame. But, like, you know, you would be kind of weirded out. Or you would think that it was, you know, I think it would be kind of cool that there would be a ventriloquist dummy made of me. Like, you know. I would ask him to no longer my image as a ventriloquist. Like, you know, let's say out there we go to a nightclub. Let's say, like, you know, you get a little older, you go to the nightclub, and then there's a ventriloquist, and they have an act where. And I leave because ventriloquism freaks me out. Uh, we're, we're like, I, you know, the, the guys dressed, it, uh, you know, it's the role it's rolling. And then nope, I'm going to stop you there. We're going to continue with the story. <laughs> All right. Anyway, of course it is the, uh, the classic, uh, ventriloquist is the straight man and the the dummy makes all the sly says, remarks. Says horrible, awful things all the time. Yeah. And the ventriloquist says, hey, why not? He, he, they, they're always very famous for using the words nice people or the nice lady. Hey, like nice. why don't you leave these nice people alone? Exactly. Why do you have to say such nice? Why do you have to say such mean things to the nice people down here? 
it is one of those times when anybody ever uses the word nice in that context. So no, it is. Do you ever call anybody like a, like, you know, you might describe someone as nice, but like, you'd never say like, that's a nice lady. Like, why would you talk that way to the nice lady? Anyway, they then go backstage. Jimmy goes backstage and says, I gotta, I gotta meet this guy. And they go back and then they walk in on an argument where Bear is going like, where's the Jimmy Olsen dummy? And some other guy's like, I don't know, uh, is gone. And then Jimmy walks in and is like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, well, my dummy's gone and I have another, um, show in like half an hour. And then Jimmy's like, well, how about I? Right. And so he's like, that would be great. Thank you. And so he's given a script memorized. Oh, and also in this thing, Lucy says to Jimmy, hey, Jimmy, you should tell Superman about this. And and then Jimmy's like, Jimmy thinks, I, I can't because Superman's far away and I can't get him. Can't. She's so like, I'll do it later. Is he ever in town at this point? Well, to be fair, he is Superman. Yeah, I know. You know, one of the most powerful beings in the universe. But also, like, this whole thing is more or less Jimmy getting into crap and then Superman coming in and saving him. Except Superman can't save him when he's not around. One of these days, Jimmy is just going to exactly. die. With any luck. So, With any luck. So, yeah, Vero gives him a script. Uh, Jimmy, of course, being the star Doesn't that he is, he goes off book and, like, Sets up his watch to be a squirt watch, and Vero is not happy about it, and he's like, hey, that wasn't funny. Vero doesn't like to be made the butt of the joke, but Jimmy should just say, hey, you know I'm doing this out of the niceness of my heart. You do what I say, or else uh, I will leave, and uh, you will be up a creek. So anyway, Jimmy then goes home. And he's going to sleep, wakes up, and in the dark corner of his room, out jumps the dummy. He's like, I saw you try to take my job. I'll show you. I'll kill you. But here's the thing. The Jimmy Olsen doll is like four tall. Let's well, start with that. Start with that. But here's the other thing. The Jimmy Olsen doll left. <laughs> yeah. If the Jimmy Olsen jobs, if the Jimmy Olsen doll stayed, none of this would have happened. None of this would have happened. You know, so, but, so he goes after Jimmy. Jimmy then turns around and rips off one of his legs. And then he's like, take off my leg. I'll show I'll you. I'll show you. He and says he's that like, a lot. He's and like then he's the, like, I'll be back. He's like the black knight. Mark my words. And he's, then he walks out and Jimmy's like, Although, you know, why does he just, like, rip his other leg off and then just start beating him with it and say, like, uh, you can't <laughs> hurt me at all. Uh, you are just a guy. You're just a dummy. You're a torso with right. arms. Um, and I'm going to nail you to the wall. As a trophy. As some kind of trophy. I'm going to decapitate you with your still-talking head and mount it on the wall and use it as a conversation piece. So... So Jimmy goes in the next day. Jimmy goes in the next day and... Goes and talks to Vero. And Vero's like, oh, oh no. Uh, something must be done about this tragic tragedy. And then he tells him that he woke up that morning and found written on his typewriter, um, reporter, um, Jimmy Olsen, Olsen doomed, doomed by, by dummy. dummy. Oh, and Vero says... We, you know what we need to do about this? We need to call Superman. And Jimmy's like, no, I can't call Superman. So then he finds out that, um, yeah, then he sees, he goes to work and somebody has typed Reporter Olsen doomed by dummy. And then it turns that there's a jumper. And if he gets to the flying newsroom, maybe he can save him. And then Jimmy sees him, goes and towards him. And then it, you find out that it is actually the dummy getting ready to jump. And you know what he does? He tries to drag Jimmy off the right. helicopter. He's like, I'm going to jump and I'm taking you with me. And he grabs his arm and he starts to drag him down. Which I will say is one of the more deranged things to happen on this thing in terms of like actual scariness. Sorry, there was a And um, so he, of course, doesn't work. It doesn't work. And he says, I'll get you next time, Olsen. And so once again, he's like, there's there's this dummy after me. And nobody, of course, believes him. And then uh, he meets Lucy. And Lucy goes, you know, Lois said that uh, maybe uh, you've been seeing weird things. You should see a psychiatrist. And so he goes and he's talking to the psychiatrist. And then the psychiatrist turns on the light. And it's the dummy. And then he's like, yeah! And then the actual psychiatrist walks in and is like, God, Lucy, this is worse than, worse than I thought. Exactly what you said happened. Right. So it's it's just so once again he's uh the the so the basically the dummy keeps attacking him 
uh, he manages to thwart them. Then people come in and they notice they don't see anything and they think that maybe Jimmy's losing his mind. But and he then sees Vero again and Vero's like, you know, what you should do you should call the Superman. And he's just like, I can't. I can't. And then he's like, well, you know what else you could do? Is you could do the show again, draw out the dummy, and then right. we can get him. Right. And so he's then going through the script. The, he's then going through the script again. And he gets to the part where he talks about how Superman's brains must have rusted out. And he then goes, it's no use, Pharaoh. I can't go through the act knowing that the dummy is out there watching. I'm quitting. And then... And uh, then Vera covers for him. Well, then he says, behave yourself or I'll have to spank you. Oh, God. Which is weird. Um, oh, and then God. he just sort of collapses. This does not translate well into a modern audience. No. He then goes off the stage and he's like, look, the dummy hasn't appeared, but he could be anywhere. I'll look in here and you wait. Uh, you wait there. And he's like, uh, all right, but don't be long. And then he turns around to look in a closet, and then you hear, looking for me, Jimmy? This guy is actually a cartoon villain. Like, most of these guys don't, like, use the typical cartoon villain, like, right. phrases, but this right. is exactly, and he's like, like, this is cut and pasted from a Scooby-Doo. You are mine! Like, ah! <laughs> this is All there needs to be is some... Scooby-Doo. All we need is a little cackling. And then he says, Jolson, you fool! I'll, I'll, I'll take your place! And then there's Vero saying, I couldn't master him. He's going to kill you, Jimmy. Call Superman. It's your only chance. But the thing is, once again, there's Vero. There's the dummy. Yeah. He could just say, hey, uh, hey, Vero, I'm back. Uh, why don't we just go back to this? Maybe we need to renegotiate our terms. Yeah. So Jimmy then calls Superman and in bus Superman. And then you find out that Vero reaches out and pulls out a thing, a kryptonite. Yeah. And he's like, ah, but then the, the robot doesn't, I'm sorry, Superman doesn't fall because it's the Superman robot. Yeah. And it turns out that Vero is actually some kind of alien. They don't actually say what kind, what of, kind alien. of alien, but he had abnormal strength and uh, his uh, heartbeats were, weren't human and was on the wrong side. And then, so then robot, then regular Jimmy, no, no, then. So the W Jimmy was a robot that was being told to do all these things by the alien using alien technology. This was all an elaborate plot to lure Superman in to kill him with the kryptonite. Didn't work. Ha ha. Jimmy wins. Yep. And then we have Superman's pen pals. There's this one that says, I thought the human porcupine was hilarious, but you made a serious error. When Jimmy went to the Chinese restaurant, you say that it is a custom that they wear authentic Mandarin costumes while eating. But all the other diners didn't have those costumes. And uh, well, the editor yeah. says, humble editor, beg humble, uh, honorable reader to oh, no. excuse unworthy goof. Oh. We, we so sorry. Oh, God. Oh, All right. God. Uh, so there is one that says, uh, hey, in the human porcupine, you have them throwing quills. Uh, porcupines don't throw quills. Which is what I said. Right. But they said, hey, uh, it's magic. I mean. <laughs> be quiet, dummy. What kind of story would it be if it was just a guy who couldn't throw his quills, who just walked around being prickly? Uh, all right, then, uh, an ad for stamps, which, you know, aren't interesting. I, I just don't know what to say about stamps. This brings us to our second story, Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen. In his work as a cub reporter, Jimmy Olsen has to adopt many disguises to combat crime and dig up scoops. This time, our red-blooded redhead doing donning a girl's costume to become his own rival in the hardest fight of his life, winning his old job back. You'll laugh, you'll groan, you'll cheer as Jimmy assumes the identity of Leslie Lowe, girl reporter. Oh, God. So... They've already done this joke. Well, it was different. Totally different this time. He's, she's, in that one, he was a showgirl. And he was trying to, he was on a case. There's a totally different setup this time. Anyway, so uh, there's Perry White going, hey, that kid I fired, Jimmy Olsen, used to sit at your desk. You're such an improvement over here. And please accept this candy. And there's Cl Clark Kent going, I'm sorry, Clark Kent, mild manner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper saying, and I want you to have these flowers, Miss Lowe. They match your lovely complexion. And uh, there's the woman, Miss Lowe who is, as we all know, 
or as we will soon learn, Jimmy Olsen in drag saying, why, thank you, gentlemen. I'm so flattered. Because I know that that's how he sounds okay. as a woman. That's his woman voice. So I am mildly creeped out by the fact that Perry's giving her chocolates and Clark is giving her flowers that, quote, match her complexion. They're rosy. I'm a See, little bit the... weirded out by the way he said that. Though. It's, well, also, I guess, well, we know why Clark Kent, mild man reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper is all about her. She's screwing with him? No. Because he's got double L. Yes, because she has two L's in her name. So, because she has two L's in her name, she's like, oh man, I got a thing. Hubba hubba. Oh god. Matt, your lovely complexion. Rosy. Oh my god. Roses, that's why. Those are supposed to be roses. I don't I'm sure. care. That is a weird and creepy way to put it. I won't say no. <laughs> So we start this story. So uh, Jimmy Olsen is driving from the airport and he sees a rival editor from a rival newspaper, The, Glo the Globe. And he's like, uh, the guy's like, hey, uh, Jimmy Olsen, can you give me a lift? And so she he gives him a lift and the editor's like, you know, Olsen, maybe you should come work for me. One of our guys just left, so we have an opening. And he says, "I can't. I got. I got. I got to stay with the. I got to stay with the. With the. With the planet. With the planet. I can't." And so he drops him off, and he's like, "All right. Well, uh, it would have been better pay, but you know, that's fine. Have a good day." And so he goes to on a date with uh with Lucy Lane to a new restaurant called the Ball and Chain. I don't love this restaurant where everybody dresses like prisoners well, the waiters. this is probably one of the first theme restaurants i don't love this restaurant this is the beginning of the theme restaurant before it was just like you either were a fancy restaurant or, a or you were uh or you were a uh you were a or you were a fancy restaurant you were a like a greasy spoon like a diner mm -hmm. but this is the first time that they had they they have the the gimmick restaurant and so they're like hey we're all dressed as prisoners because we are slaves to serving you food. So the check comes. And Jimmy's like, wow, wait, this is expensive. And um, I don't get paid till tomorrow. And so Lucy was like, oh, don't worry about it. I got paid yesterday. Pulls out a giant stack of cash with several hundred dollars in it. And he's like. And gives him some. And because this is the ninth Jimmy gets anxious about making less money than his girlfriend. Right. So then uh, Jimmy decides for the 100th time that he needs to go bust in there and he needs to ask for a, raise. for a raise. And while he's in there, there's a guy who uh, the fire department is happy that he, you know, is, is like thanking Perry White for something having to do with fire prevention week. And then they talk about that uh, they have a plaque from the police department for our traffic safety campaign. And here's something new we've been working on. Funds to build a new Little League stadium in Metropolis. We've collected almost $400,000 so, or $400? Four hundred dollars so far. I thought it said four hundred thousand, which seems that would be a much more impressive. I would think so. But either way, um, so Jimmy, of course, comes in. He's like, I need a raise. I just got Perry. offered a lot more money by the Globe, and uh, Perry finally then goes. He goes. Well, then why don't you go work? Just go. That? I don't care. I'm going. Just go. I can't take you anymore. Uh, and then Jimmy's like, fine, I'll go. So then he pop, packs up and starts to leave. And he gets suddenly very kind of sad. And he says, uh, I got, I'm going to leave behind. I can't leave behind my scrapbook with all the scoops. Got Superman help. My legion of superhero figurines. Ah, uh, yes. Even they my nameplate. No, they do. No, I mean, like, this is the that 20th Sunday, May 31st Sunday. Right, but he knows of the existence of super of uh, the Legion of Superheroes. I, I don't know, but I wonder how many people are like, what? Right. Well, they also, this is really not a time when action figures were a thing. There was probably Action Man or G.I. Joe, but, but that was it. it. All right, so he so, goes to the Globe, and he talks to the guy in charge, and he's like, well, we don't have the opening anymore. He said he wouldn't take it, so he hired this girl reporter judy jenkins and he's like he goes to yet another place he's like he's how like, dare you hire a reporter that doesn't have any l's on the first part of her name <laughs> and then he goes to the next guy and he and the next guy's like well we only have room for a girl receptionist and he's like Humph. well if everyone's hiring girls then i guess i'll just have to be a girl which is not the way you go about these things no <laughs> i i have to say that you know 
Yes. Uh, many times he I... He has the weirdest logic. He does make the weirdest jumps of logic of like, they keep hiring girls. So... Wait, I'm sorry. They keep hiring girls and by keeping, I mean once. Two. I mean once. And then there's an a thing for a girl job. So these must be the only two jobs in reporting. In Metropolis. In Metropolis. So, of course, I have to put on a girl outfit. And he does... Do you think he's wearing a uh, a course a corset? At the very least, he's wearing a girl with a heavily padded above the waist region. I mean, it's got a little because it it is that his waist is like really cinched. Well, you should all like. It's also you need to take into account the fact that there's probably a petticoat under that skirt, and this isn't the first time he's dressed drag. Right. So he probably has everything necessary to realistically pass himself off as a girl. Probably Even right. Even has high heels in his size. So he he's walking down the street and of course he gets cat he gets cat called two guys so because once again well they still even do it today anyway so he goes fresh i'll tell my boyfriend on you uh and he's like ha the falsetto voice i I found i used the falsetto voice voice i I used sounded just like a girl how does he think girls sound i don't because you know well we don't to be fair we don't hear him we don't know i know but you know that he's like saying fresh I'm going to tell my boyfriend on you. Yeah. And as we all know, no. that's how every woman talks. I mean, that's my yes. impersonation of you. <laughs> just then. Yes, hello there. I am a teenage girl, and I totally sound like this all the time, every single day. No, no, wait. No, you sound like this. <laughs> <laughs> No. Ooh. No. No, 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 you can do whatever you if you want to i think you should start calling people mashers they would be so confused and then stab them with a hat pin i could Um, i have hat pin uh so he then jimmy strolls into the daily planet offices and goes and applies for a job and walks in perry white gets a gets a load of her he and is just like, well, I have an opening, uh, and we've we've had good luck with double L's. I uh, guess all of Superman's girlfriends and Superman's boyfriend left there. You know, I really just wish. <laughs> what? Okay, I'm gonna get personal for just a moment. Uh oh. Um, I, I, you know, I, 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 I interview for a lot of jobs. Been out of work for a little while, yeah. and I go for interviews, and at no point in time have I ever just like walked in to a place sight unseen and have them just hired. It's always this long, protracted process, which is like, you know, basically she just like kicks in the door and gets the job. Sure. Um, so he's like, okay, well, you're going to go on the Superman beat. and Since you're replacing our last guy. But first, get me coffee. Right. Because, of course, he's, she is a woman who works in an office. And all women bring men coffee in office. Except for Lois Lane. I don't think anybody expects Lois Lane to get anybody coffee. Yeah, but that's always girlfriend. Family loves her. Are you ordering her around? Right. So uh, Jimmy's plot is, as Leslie Lowe, he's just going to do everything wrong. Going to get, get fired. fired and then Jimmy will just stroll in and get his job back. Also, he didn't even think to change his color palette. Right. Well, also, don't you think they would recognize immediately Jimmy Olsen in a wig? Like, if I showed up trying to pass myself off as a dude in, like, a wig and, like, baggy clothing, but people would notice. To people that they, like, know super well. Yeah, people like, would notice. People like, if notice. I came home and... And I'm guessing he doesn't know how to do makeup prop, Like, girly makeup. I don't know. Boy, I have a hundred faces. Makeup. So, like if, like, if I came home one day and I was all of a sudden trying to pass myself off as uh, Lana Lane... <sighs> Oh, wait, 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 wait. Uh, Lucille L- L- Linguistico. L- Lucille Linguini? Your cousin from a far off land. I would say that I don't have any cousin me, by that day. Me dressed as a, um, you know, me and then me in like a dress with a wig. You would just be like, Dad, Dad what the hell are Dad, you doing? <laughs> have you suffered some kind of head injury? <laughs> Did you have a stroke? Right. Are you on mushrooms? <laughs> Do you take, are you taking some kind of drug? Did you get the amnesia? Do you want more brain damage? Right. Um, So the first thing that uh, Leslie does is brings him coffee with ice in it. 
because this is an age before iced coffee. And uh, he's like, ah, hot coffee, just, just the way I like it. Coffee. Uh, maybe. Ladies and gentlemen, you heard it here first. Jimmy Olsen invented the concept of iced coffee. So the first thing they so, but then he gets it and some, it is somehow hot. And he's, he's like, Ugh. It's like, now I know what I'll do. And Perry White goes, hey, take that box of money we've raised for the Little League. and Count it. Right, and count it. And he's like, yes. So he decides that I'm going to throw this money out the window. That's so mean. <laughs> and then I'll lose my job. That's so mean. Luckily, Superman, with powers and ability far beyond those of mortal men, was passing by. And he collects all the money and says, there's $368 here. And then Jimmy repeats, $368. And then Perry White's like, oh, you're done already. Good. But, like, that was such a bad, that was such a mean idea. It was. You don't just. Well. That was money raised for. Right. For kids for a Little League stadium. That's not something. You don't just chuck money for kids out in the window. So, then. You find something else you can chuck out the window. You chuck all of the Superman files out the window. So, then, Perry suggests that Lois take her out to lunch. Take the new lady, Leslie Lowe, out to lunch. And it's on my my treat. And so Lois is like, well, as long as you're paying for it. And so he takes takes her out. And then Jimmy as Leslie uh, gets some dust caught in her eye. And he winks. And then this woman mistakens the wink for hitting on her husband. Hitting on her husband. So the woman... Who looks like a queen Ghost. of some kind. No, that's a hat. And an ermine cape. That's a hat. But she's wearing an ermine cape. Oh, that is totally like an ermine shawl that of some kind. Totally not a cape. But she dumps a thing of salad on her head. And then Lucy's like, well, I'll go. And then Lois is like, no, no, come here. We're going to clean you off. He's like, I also have to, co- I have to, uh, like, yeah, you can change into this dress I bought. And we're going to go into the model home exhibit. And they go to the model home exhibit. And, and then. Jimmy Chains is like, oh no, they'll find out that I'm a boy. So he draws a bubble bath and then goes into there, which typically bubble bath doesn't have that many bubbles. Oh, this is, um, of course, this is one of those um, conceits that they have and that, first of all, whenever women have bubble bath, aside from it being pink, there are always way too many bubbles to hide the fact that they're naked. So, like, you know... The in bubbles like, are, like, six inches tall. Exactly. Like, yeah, the bubbles, like, you know, it, it comes, like, up to their necks. Yeah. So she has a bubble bath, and they're like, what are you doing, taking a bubble bath here? What? So... But either way, he gets changed, and then... Gets back, and... Uh, finds a note from Harry with chocolates right. on her desk, which I'm going to say is a little bit creepy. It is. It's, it is really cre- creepy. And if I were Leslie Lowe, I would call Miss White and be like, you know what your husband is doing? I think maybe you need to take some... Uh, some measures. I think perhaps you need to take some measures. So he goes in, and as Leslie Lowe, he's like, all right, Chief, because he knows he hates being called Chief. I need to talk to you and then... And he walks in and he's like, how'd you know I was wearing the fire engine chief hat? And she was like, uh, just lucky, I guess. Uh, at some point, he's like, well, you've been doing so great and so much better than that last idiot Jimmy that I'm going to give you a $10 raise. And then Jimmy, in a fit of rage, rips off his wig, throws it down on the table, and is like, I've had it! You people! And you're... And you're this and you're that! And then they're like, you knew it was you this entire time. You right. didn't even bother to take your watch off. Right. That was the thing. That was the thing that gave him away was uh, the Superman signal watch. Which, you know, I'm confused as to why it wasn't, you know, his voice, facial features, and mannerisms. Right. And the fact that he still is wearing a red wig. Right. Couldn't put on a blonde wig or a brown or, or, black, brown wig. or black wig. Couldn't put on a curly-haired wig. I mean, I guess that makes the most sense if your hair is going to, like, accidentally fall out of the wig. It should be close to your actual hair color. But, dude, so come on. Have some imagination. So then he leaves, and he does have a little bit of a raise, and he then says, I'm going to take out Lucy. So he takes out Lucy, but then Lucy is all mad because he saw her with some red-headed hussy. No, no, no. At her house, she at his house, she found basically women's clothing, which is typically a sign of... Right. But, once again, 
She is dating... 12 men at Jim, any Well, time. aside from that, it is Jimmy Olsen. And at this point, Lucy should just be like... He was in drag again. Right. How do we know that he's not on some kind of weird case? I should at least ask him about this. Yeah. But, you know, this is, of course, that thing of... Lucy's not a good person. Well, yeah, that and just like everybody is so emotionally repressed that nobody can actually have honest interactions with anyone. Yeah. And nobody can talk to anybody. They can just react without, you know, pretty much almost any like sitcom trope or whatever could just be fixed with a wait a minute hang on but um and then at the end of the story we see that the one thing that jimmy learned throughout this whole experience was that he really likes bubble bath which is nice yeah it's nice to know so then we Um, see missile attack make an all-out war in your own home play alone or against others you get enough nuclear battle equipment for maximum effort warfare and maximum counterattack. not never before so much actual design working model usaf type firepower and maintenance it's uh basically toys of rockets to Fun. destroy aliens with for dollar twenty five. So then that brings us to our last story. Shall you do you, you said I'm you wanted reading. to read? Okay. So ladies and gentlemen, oh. it's Elbow Nolan. She's coming to read the story. I am making the text large enough for her to read so then she can read it. Superman's pal Jimmy Olsen, issue number 67, story three, introduction by Ella Plum Rowland. Me, poor Jimmy Olsen, though wild about cute stewardess Lucy Lane and the red-headed news hawk has to take back a backseat to handsome wealthy admirers who court her constantly. Pitiful, eh? But as if this weren't bad enough, Jimmy's hopes, Jimmy's hopes of winning Lucy crashed to a new low on the day she transformed into Super Lucy Lane. And then we see Lucy Lane in a a smart 60s athletic girl outfit. With heels. Yes. Which... Uh, carrying Jimmy. I'm not gonna comment. Once again, superheroes. Superheroes apparently love to just fly and carry Jimmy around in their arms. Just Superman. No! There are at least... There are a couple of other examples. The girl with the green hair did it when it was uh, Lucy. When it was Supergirl. When she was the girl with the green hair. Uh, at, at least well, I one feel of like her... that's probably the easiest way to hold a person when you're like flying, because it's well, either that or like you like having to give them a piggyback ride. That would be easier and more aerodynamic, and like that would probably be better. But it's just it, this is easier to draw. And so Lucy is flying and she's saying, too bad your car broke down, Jimmy, but I'm happy to fly you to the planet so you can score a scoop. And then Jimmy's saying, uh, choke. I used to boast Lucy about being Superman's friend, but now that she's powerful as he is, I don't seem very important to her. Moan. Soon, she'll stop wasting time on me and marry some rich, famous big shot. Such an idiot. She's literally taking time out of her day to do something nice for him, which he, she has never done before. Right. But because, you know, but once again... this is stupid repressed 1960s. Right. And we can't... Express emotions. Right. We can't express emotions. And not only can we not express emotions... But we can't deal with powerful women. So glad that's Dovu. That doesn't happen. We're not going to address that right now. All right. For some reason, don't know why, uh, we have uh, we start our story. Jimmy has managed to take Lucy to the Fortress of Solitude, where Which... they see the bottle city of Candor. I don't know. And, like, the Fortress of Solitude is this, like, super... Like, it took Jimmy until he was 21 to go to the Fortress of Solitude. Yep. Wait, no, there was that one time beforehand as well. Right, but that was different. It took many years. Took a long time. And then, all of a sudden, he's like, hey... Hey, bring your girlfriend. Right, hey, Soups, can you do me a solid and let me bring my girlfriend in? I think Superman understands how desperate Jimmy is and how difficult it is for him to keep Lucy's attention. So this one time, he's like, you know what? sure right she might not stand you up this time <coughs> so so then she he they go through the kryptonite collection where there is all this kryptonite so i have a question um i'm sorry what was that i have a question uh what what is your question why does superman have a collection of kryptonite i don't know <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure. But in this case, he does have all the different kryptonites. That seems rather self-destructive. Maybe someday he'll want to kill himself. (laughs) That's not funny. Or, but, and yet you're laughing. (laughs) 
maybe someday he wants to just like have weird stuff happen to him. So he's like, hey, let me let me crack open this. Although with the red That's kryptonite, more feasible. Although with the red kryptonite, once you're once you're cured from that piece, it you doesn't affect. You have to find you. another piece. It doesn't affect. You don't have to go finding another piece, but that a piece doesn't affect you anymore. So you have to go find another piece. Well, only if you want weird <laughs> stuff to happen to you. So this is Jimmy Olsen, Dad. You know, Lucy looks in. He's like, oh, oh, here comes soup. Cheese it. And cheese it. That yeah, cheese it. I don't know what cheese it means, but <laughs> it means it is one of those terms that people used. Probably like scatter. It is, but why cheese it? No <laughs> idea. Is that, Once again, that no problems. That. You want to use masher? You said you know cheese it, master masher. They'd be so confused. They would. Uh, so they. So then Superman brings Lucy and Jimmy back to Metropolis. And then uh, suddenly Lucy starts demonstrating superpowers. And then Jimmy is like, oh. And then she's flying around flying cockatoos. So well, they figure out that, uh, hey, she must have somehow gained powers from that red kryptonite. Oh, no. So Jimmy's all bummed now because he feels like. She doesn't love him she, She's not going to love him anymore. But whether or not she loved him before this is debatable. Right. She's getting better, but still not necessarily good. Right. You know? It's true. So uh, he's like, you know, I've had some great girlfriends. There was that Princess Alona. There was that Allura of Ashtar. He does not remember the girl with the green hair. Yeah. Who was, you know, wound up being Supergirl, but... But still. But he didn't know that. He was fully willing to go with her. Exactly. He, he So she um summoned Superman and to have, like, a big heart-to-heart. And then Superman was like, dude, this is due to the red kryptonite. We need to reverse this. Right. He's like, I gotta... He's like, well, normally it just affects Kryptonians, but maybe there's something weird with this. And then suddenly, Lucy Lane is everywhere. She has her own billboard, and then Jimmy's gonna be on a plane with Lucy, and while he's on the plane, there's a multi-million dollar, uh, there's a billion, a multi-millionaire who is like on the, is, is... And the flight's been delayed due to powerful winds, and he's like, I'll miss a multi-million dollar business opportunity. And so she goes and flies out instead of saying, hey, sucks to be you, or perhaps you should have planned a better meeting time, <laughs> Mr. Busy Schedule Dude. This is, you know, travel isn't what it used, to, what it is ever. So he gets off, and then of course course multimillionaire guy says hey why don't i take you out on a date and lucy of course being lucy goes yeah okay you bet right in front of jimmy once again and so and so like like two days not even the second they're out of lunch the second they're out of the dinner she's changed into a different outfit right she's become super super lucy lane super sturdis and uh and he's like i proposed said yes right so it's like we're gonna get married and uh Jimmy, of course, is, says, choo. And so... And so he is driving by one day, and his car breaks down in front of their house. Like, oh, don't worry, I'll just take my friend to the newspaper. And so she's driving him, and then Jimmy's over at Lois's, and he's like, ah! Right. And so she's like, look, there's going to be a party tonight. The, his, the engagement party tonight, why don't you come home? And, uh, you know, Lucy then comes... L- Lucy Lane comes home and uses her superpowers to clean up the joint. So he then gets back to his apartment, and then... Suddenly, Superman busts in the window and says, Wait, Jimmy, you must do me a favor. I want you to trick Lucy into drinking this serum in this bottle. It'll take away her superpowers. And Jimmy's like, I can't. Why would you ask? He's like, She'll hate me if she finds out. She's just like, Look, you just have to do this for me. And why he couldn't tell her there at that moment? Or here's another one. Uh, now to street to Lois's apartment and enter in my Clark Kent mild manner reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper identity. Maybe Clark Kent. No, he was. He's right there. We see in the next frame. Ah. In the next frame, Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper at the party, um, you know, basically at the party. And at the party, Lucy crushes a piece of coal into a huge diamond, which is one of Superman tricks. Yep, and that's going to be on her ring. Uh, And so, like, why Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, you know, the guy with superpowers, (sighs) exactly, would be way easier for him to do that. Anyway, so So Jimmy's just like, well, he's my friend, and I have to do it. So he dumps it in the punch, and then she drinks punch, and then has their engagement photo. She's going to have him, she's going to lift the couch with him sitting on it. 
and then she can't. Right. And, and then, then she can't, and... then the vial falls out of Jimmy's pocket. You don't have it. It's on. You know, my conscience made me so nervous, I dropped the antidote bottle. But she wasn't looking. How does she know that that is his bottle? Why didn't he go, that's not mine. I don't know what that bottle is doing there. What am I doing? And she's like, we all know about you and the phantom liquids. <laughs> not wrong so and then as soon as he finds like the second he finds out that she no longer has superpowers multi-millionaire guy goes i am out of here and lucy's just like you've ruined my life and so what we find out is and so jimmy is feeling glum lucy never wants to see him again and it looks like things are terrible but then in the night clark kent mild manner reporter for major metropolitan newspaper changes into superman with powers and abilities far beyond those of mortal men and he's good i what has happened is the red kryptonite yes it is given lucy superpowers but at the same time whenever she uses whenever her superpowers superman then uses his superpowers it doesn't matter like so he was typing and then suddenly he used his heat vision and it melted his typewriter he started flying in his sleep as clark kent mom made a reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper then when she was at the party and she crushed a diamond suddenly superman crushed some kind of trophy cup so then she's like look it had to happen it had to happen it's not jimmy's fault. right it's not jimmy's fault i have to tell super so so i so superman's like i gotta straighten this out so he goes to visit lucy and get out and she's like no you have to like just come on and so in that in the end everything's fine (laughs) just like all the other stories okay then we have super coming attractions uh the february action comics there are two super stories perry white as the man who remade superman's identity and then superman in a super duel with super outlaws who use the forbidden weapons of krypton I would like to note that in the two super stories, Harry White as the man who betrayed Superman's right. identity. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. And then it was Supergirl in a super duel with super outlaws yeah. who use, uh, they should have called it the super weapons of Krypton. Yeah. Uh, and then we see uh, Clark Kent, He-Man. He's a new Clark Kent. He doesn't wear glasses. He acts brave instead of meek. Because, so, so, Superman in day clothes? Did you, did you know this? Or? So when Super, when Clark Kent, mild-mannered reporter for a major metropolitan newspaper, was a boy. He worked on a farm. Uh, yes, he worked in Smallville on his, on Ma and Pa Kent's farm. But he also pretended that he was like mm-hmm. super weak and meek and mild. Yeah, so he would be the last person back. Right. But when they, in the first reboot of the DC, universe they made him the jock yeah because the logic being if i were a teenage kid and i had superpowers i would fall to him right well at least i would yeah i would be using them to my advantage i mean that's sound logic it is true and then in superboy comics we have featuring a great three-part novel see how red kryptonite affects superboy in the land of the pharaohs the time of king arthur and the wild west of jesse james i'm gonna guess that it made him time travel then we have 104 King's Knights for only $1.49. So uh, it's much like the other the other people. Yep. Except in this case, uh, they are knights. Mm-hmm. Across, the, across the way, we have 100 toy soldiers. So you actually get more kings and knights than toy soldiers. Yeah, but the knights cost more. Right. That's, and uh, those four more uh-huh. cost 25 cents more. Uh-huh. And then, but they both come in a treasure in some kind of chest. Yeah. Although, uh, you know, of course, they are plastic. They are cardboard chests. Yeah. What I'm interested I is care. the 147 famous automobiles for only 249. Right, and they come packaged in a special garage, which lets you store your models. That sounds cute. It is. It's 147. It's a lot. And they list a complete. Here's a complete list of cars you get. Um, I don't think the list is 147 cars long. You might get several of certain models. That's possible. These cars can't be very big. No. All right. And then the last two pages are uh, sell cards, sell seeds, get stuff. Get stuff. So that brings us to the end of issue number 67. I would like to thank you for listening. Thank you. Please subscribe, write a review, follow us on the social media, Other Pals Pod. All the things. Thank you, Spin Doctors, for not suing us for using uh, Jimmy Olsen Blues as our theme. Thank you. 
tell your friends. One story. And if they enjoy it, please let them know about this podcast. Uh, outside of that, do you have anything you want to support your local roller derby? All right. So until next time, this is Gary Rowland. This is Ella Plum Rowland. And together we say Superman away. Away.